Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again to the Not For Everyone podcast. Uh, I would like to say in advance that some of you may be triggered by some of the things we said. Some of the movies that we're talking about we're going to completely f***ing spoil for you and basically just tell you what happens. If you are going to get offended by anything that myself or Bobby say today, just realize that Bobby typically edits out all of the really atrocious stuff, so it's not for everyone. Here we go. Hey, we're doing it again. It's, we're back. It is the very first week of December. It's December. It's the second day of December, even. And you know, mm-hmm. this time of year, you know what I'm all, always doing? Drinking Four loco. Nope. Uh, homemade Four loco. I'm always wrestling with the holidays. Oh, it's time to wrestle with the holidays, folks. Oh, yeah. Um, you brought me over uh-huh. the same as last week. You brought me over a monster. I brought you a monster beverage. You asked me to buy you an energy drink, so I bought you an energy drink. And you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's called Mango Loco. A Mango Loco Monster Juice. It kind of tastes like high C and pee pee. Yeah, I mean, the last one I got for you, you told me to buy you an energy drink, so I tried to buy the nastiest looking one. And for me, you've that, outdone yourself. Yeah, light blue can of, 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 beverage like this weird like sky blue that just never seems good to me now this is how overwhelming this awful awful flavor is mm-hmm. um i just poured like the last third of it into my cocktail glass full of jameson right and the monster energy drink is so overpowering i have it does not taste like there's alcohol in my beverage now. really all you can taste is the mango loco try it i don't want to drink this shit it's not that bad no, it's not. It makes it better. Did the whiskey make it the better? The whiskey takes the edge off of this. The whiskey makes everything better. I don't feel like I'm going to get cavities now from drinking this. That's why we drink. That's why we drink. Why are we talking about energy drinks? all. Was there any ever any uh, energy drink commercials that starred professional wrestlers? Because I really feel like there should be. Well, why don't you, um, why don't you explain the premise of uh, wrestling with the holidays. Of wrestling with the holidays. Yeah, so we we dropped hints at it um, last week, and in, in our three you know, solid listeners that that actually follow this thing, they uh, they might have had some questions. What up, Dad? Um, does your dad listen to this? No, dude. Nah, dude, he hates me. That dude. No, he doesn't hates know about me. this. He doesn't know. I'm gonna send them. A- yeah, he knows. I tried to get him to guest on here so he could fight with Bill. Okay. I- he doesn't care, is oh, like what I yeah. what, what that's really about, and I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about that. All right, let's go. Moving on. So wrestling with the holidays. Me and Bobby decided that we were going to go through the the annals of movie history and try to find some of the most superb examples of movies that star professional wrestlers. Now we're not talking about cameos here. Nah. We're not talking about people showing up playing their wrestling character in a movie. Nah. We're talking about starring fucking roles. Starring roles. And you know what? Um, what's disheartening about all this is they most of them have The Rock. Tonight we watched um, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Hell Comes to Frogtown. Which, with the exception of They Live and arguably maybe some others, is... One of the better mm-hmm. 
wrestler starring films that yeah. I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. And it's pretty painfully wonderful at the same time. But what I'm what I'm getting at is we're in for a long road, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're in for a long... We just came out of Brovember. Uh-huh. Had some hits and misses there. <laughs> I think that it's all downhill from here. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of really bad movies starring wrestlers. Now, people, if you haven't noticed, paid attention to our podcast... Some might even say all movies starring wrestlers. Are bad? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Except for They Live. No, dude. They Live's an anomaly. Dude. What else you got? Suburban Commando? Yep. No Holds Barred? Yep. Well, don't name them all, because then we want to keep it ambiguous as to what what are we going to watch. What shit fest could we be pile driving next week? Now, here's a spoiler for you, folks. There's nothing with John Cena. We're not doing those modern wrestlers. We like the old school. We're not doing those modern. We like the we like the eighties wrestlers. We're not doing those modern wrestlers like the Undertaker. Nah, you know what? The Undertaker was never even in any movies. He should have been. His quote unquote brother was. So yeah, no, we didn't do any Kane movies, right? This and I, maybe we did something with The Rock. Maybe we didn't. You'll have to find yep. out. You have to wait and see. You have to wait and find out. This one. Is the second the second most tolerable wrestling actor I would say starring Roddy Roddy Piper next to The Rock? Next to The Rock, I mean The Rock, and I'm not even a great big Rock fan. I mean Tooth Fairy, come on, bro, (laughs) that's a family classic. (laughs) It's up there with uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, that's one of my favorite uh, holiday. Wait, wait, wait. that's one of my favorite. uh, Wait, Tooth Fairy's not a holiday. What the fuck is a Tooth Fairy? What would you consider just like an urban legend? It's it's Western folklore. Okay, sure, we'll call it that. Ooh, isn't there a, a movie about an evil tooth fairy? Yeah, yeah, What? Why are we talking about the tooth fairy? Because of The Rock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there was the one with Triple H starring as like a bus driver. Oh, yeah. He was in the third Blade movie, too. Yes, that oh. that giant pile of shit. Dude, have you ever heard like the backstory of that? How like Wesley Snipes was just stoned the whole time and had no respect for the director and wouldn't do anything he was asked to do? I couldn't even tell. <laughs> yeah. I I love Blade 1 and 2. I'm a big fan of the first two Blade movies. Second one was directed by Guillermo del Toro. That's true. Had old Ronnie Perlman in it. Is he a doing b- a new Hellboy? No, he's not doing the new Hellboy. Oh, you know who's doing the new Hellboy? I think it's the guy that did... Uh, it's Neil Marshall, Bobby. It's, yes, it's we were Neil just talking Marshall. about that. That's why. Yeah. Teaser for, for January. Is we're going to be doing a Neil Marshall double feature. Why are you giving it away? Because it's whatever. How drunk are you? Why that fucking mango loco went straight to your head, bro? It, <laughs> Guess you know we did have a spoiler disclaimer, so we're spoiling our own shit. Who cares? Who cares? Nobody cares. They're gonna keep listening, or they're not. gonna I listen, or they're not. We're not making any money off this. Yeah. So uh, we've been doing a lot on the Instagram. Bobby has uh, some really popular these days. I, I just feel we have to go into this because we can't have an episode where we don't. Sure. This is a daily Kurt Russell. Every day we put up we being him <laughs> put up uh, Kurt Russell pictures with funny little quips underneath them, and you know what? I think it's really catching on. Because Kurt Russell is a goddamn genius. I think we have more daily Kurt Russell subscribers than we do people that listen to this podcast. You probably so. You know, I've seen we have like more likes for the Kurt Russell than we have <laughs> listens. Oh yeah, totally. So it's like there's for more, sure. There's more people there. Like, like no doubt about it. I like that. Like, dude, why don't you like? So basically, to the we're trying to ride the wave of uh, people's positive responses to Kurt Russell. Uh huh. I will ride understandably the cur- positive response. I would, Russell. yeah, I would ride the coattails of his hair forever mm. into glory. You know what? We should. Um, you know, it'd be cool is to surf his hair the way he did surf in Escape from LA. Yes, yes. Dude. Shrink down to a tiny size. Uh-huh. Have a tiny uh-huh. little surfboard. 
You'd probably have to like blow uh, a fan through his hair. No, nah, no, nah, we'll just have him walk. Just be like, walk at a brisk pace, Kurt. Yeah, and we're gonna surf on your yeah. hair. Work escape us from LA it. style. Work us into it. Call us Pantene and just let us go. You know? That's the highest thing I've ever said without actually being high. <laughs> this is brilliant. This is why we do a podcast, Bobby, for nuggets of nuggets of joy like this. <laughs> Surfing Kurt Russell's hair. You know how to do the photoshops. So yeah, um, uh, uh, Kurt Russell is—he's fantastic. He's spectacular. If you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy two, spoiler alert: Kurt Russell's in it. Did you see Guardians of the Galaxy two, Bobby? I sure didn't. What the fuck? It's got Kurt Russell. That's true, and that's definitely appealing. I did like the first Guardians of the Galaxy. However, uh huh, I'm a little—I'm a little burnt burn out on Marvel Universe shit. But, but you say that without watching them. That's exactly right. I mean, That's I remember, why I'm not I remember like I remember like five years ago when I was like, "Hey, watch this Captain America movie," and you're like, "I'm uh, I'm kind of burnt out on Marvel." And yeah. I'm like, "I'm like, hey, I still was." I'm then. like, "Hey, which of the movies have you seen?" You're like, "I don't know, I saw one of them." And I'm like, "What the? How are you burnt out if you haven't fucking seen them?" I've seen the Avengers. I've seen uh, all the X Men movies. I saw that piece of shit Thor, that first Thor movie. Um. The Avengers was one, right? Yeah. Was um, one. The, the little little rascals. Yeah, that was a good expanded one. Expanded universe. It was the best one. Um, they really tied it all together. What else was there? There was there was Iron Man movies. Oh yeah, those were good. There was a, there was a Hulk but again, movie. Like none of them like gave me a huge hard on, but I was also like that was pretty good. Me personally, I have a huge Marvel hard on. I went to see Civil War with you. It was great, wasn't it? It was pretty good. <sighs> You know what I love? I love Ant Man. I do legitimately love that movie. It's a good movie, right? That's my f- easily my favorite Marvel. And movie. I'm just saying, you give another one a shot, you be like, oh, that was an amazingly but good. Not movie. all of them have Paul Rudd. <laughs> not all of them have Paul Reiser. Do any of them have Paul Reiser? None of them have Paul Reiser. Well, Marvel, get on that, please. Come on, people. Should we start a daily hashtag daily Paul Reiser? You can if you want to. I don't have time. I don't have time for that. Sorry, Paul. If you it's, if you send me an email and you say Adam you're a prick for for just for just shutting down the Daily Paul Riser, I will start doing Daily Paul Riser. I'm going to go to the news now. The news. Um, I wanted to get your take on this, Adam. Uh, uh-huh. According to BloodyDisgusting.com, Danny McBride is that Kenny Powers? Yes. Okay. Says Halloween, the Halloween remake he's working on will focus on dread rather than gore. Okay. I think that's kind of... Uh, so this one's going to... Did you read any more than the headline? Yeah, I did, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. So Carpenter's tied to this one, mm-hmm. right? Um, and they're going to make it as if the sequels after the first original Halloween never existed. Wait, any of them? Right. Yeah, because they all sucked. Uh, Halloween 2 was shitty. Nah, dude. Yeah, dude. It wasn't that good. I mean... Like, okay, compared to the other Halloween movies that came after it, yeah, it was okay. You know what's better than Halloween two? The Rob Zombie Halloween movies. Okay, dude. Well, this is what I wanted to get into. Great. This is why I bring this up. Okay, they're they're fine. Mm-hmm. Here's my opinion on these. Mm-hmm. The Rob Zombie Halloween movie is fine because what I have to do, kind of like what I have to do when watching Season of the Witch, I have to step outside and pretend that it's not a Halloween movie. But why? Because uh, Carpenter's is so much fucking better. Okay. How many John Carpenter Halloween movies are there? One. one. Bobby, there's one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, really? Okay. People have told me, oh, Rob Zombie came in. Wait, let me do the voice. Rob Zombie came in and uh, ruined the franchise. 
I'm like, wait a second. That would mean that, that all the other Halloween movies were good when they weren't. The only fucking good Halloween movie was the first one. Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection, those movies all fucking suck. Yeah, but they're not, un- like, the first three, four, the first four are not unwatchable. Not unwatchable? I mean, no, nothing's compared to the original. Like, the, the, it did not get better with sequels at no, all. No, not at all. Like, like, like the way uh, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street did. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Nightmare on Elm Street got better. It hit a it hit a peak and then right. it kind of fell back exactly. But uh, same, same thing, thing with Friday the Thirteenth. Exactly. Halloween Halloween was all downhill. Halloween was a goddamn brilliant fucking movie, and then they made sequels, and the sequels all kind of shitty. Yeah, and Carpenter wasn't tied to the second one or the third one or the fourth one. I mean, exactly. That has a lot to do with it. Exactly. Now Rob Zombie took his own little take on it. Right? The second one's in the hospital, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it just was like, eh, eh. Donald Z- fucking Pleasance, though. Here's the thing about the Rob Zombie ones, right? Like in the first movie. And the second one got kind of weird out there with the ghost horse and shit. I don't get it. But the first movie, he like straight up viciously murders like 16 people. And it shows it. And it's a different kind of murder for every one of them. If I'm watching a Halloween movie, I want to see fucking Michael Myers go batshit murder crazy on people. And that's what it was. Like, it's fine. It was passable. Like, what do you fucking want in a Halloween movie? But that's that's kind of the point of this article is I think he's referring more to, you know, Rob Zombie style was a lot more lenient on, on gore. It was visceral. And effects and viscerality. Viscality. Viscosity. Um, tangible aesthetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, whereas the Carpenter one is about anticipation, it's about things getting intense. It's not. It's not dependent on just stabby, stabby, gore, gore to be upsetting. Sure. I'm- so that being said, I feel like it's almost more skillful than something as like cheap, if you will, as as just depending on gore. Not that Rob Zombie does it poorly, but I'm a bigger fan of. Yeah, I'm a big fan of John you know Carpenter's fucking Halloween than Rob Zombie was too. I mean, yes, <laughs> duh. Like, okay. I'm not saying Rob Zombie's Halloween movies are far superior to John Carpenter. No, that's fucking crazy. No, yeah, I agree. Like, Rob Zombie's Halloweens are not unwatchable. They're not bad. Like, out of the like the list of best Halloween movies, it goes Halloween, and then it goes Halloween. But it's like John Carpenter and then Rob Zombie. I can't, you can't I can tell see me how you can make a, the argument. Yeah, there's not a better Halloween but, movie I mean, than the first are we, one. Are we counting uh, Season of the Witch? Yeah. I mean that's that, that's what I was saying. Like that movie is like obviously you have to take out of the whole Michael Myers, Michael Myers things. Like, really, I haven't seen that movie since I was like twelve, and I was fine. like, "What the fuck? It's this fine. isn't even Michael Myers." I was pissed that it wasn't Michael Myers, but then like as I got older and like think about that movie, like I remember how fucking fucked up it was. Like, why would you do mm-hmm. that? Why would you make masks that make kids' faces into bugs? There's a really strong counter affinity for that movie because originally when it came out, obviously everyone hated it because Michael Myers wasn't involved, right? Um. And then there was like, it seemed to be like in the last few years, like people are like, this is actually a pretty good movie. Mm. And it's almost overshot. Now, we also think Troll 2 is a good I don't think movie. it's as bad as people say it is. I don't think it's as good as some people say it is. Right. We should have talked about this on the Halloween episode, huh? That's fine. No, this is current <laughs> events. This is the news. The news. So, yeah, no, I, I mean, look, I don't know. Danny McBride, I don't know if Kenny Powers can make a good dread movie. I mean, fucking yeah, whatever. Yeah, just love, the honestly, movie. man, comedians can be very talented as far as uh, directors go. Look at like John Landis, mm-hmm. uh, Ivan Reitman types. You know, what was good was that Get Out movie, and that was yeah, by exactly. one of them there's Key a, and Peele. There's guys. a great one too. 
Yeah. Boom. That was a good one. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I'll give it a shot. I just, I would like to see Michael Myers cut somebody's throat open. Is that too much to ask? No, it's not. And and the fact of the matter is, too, I mean, as far as Rob Zombie films go, Uh the Halloween is uh, way better than, say, like, what was that awful Lords of Salem? Oh, Lords of Salem was bad. God, I was. I was like, when it is this? Uh, what time is it? Uh, is no, this I'm just gonna turn still it off. on? I don't. I did not finish that movie. I finished it. I, even, I mean, maybe it was just in a bad mood that I didn't dig it at all. I do love Devil's Rejects. I oh, have. Devil's Rejects! Fucking House of a Thousand Corpses. I resisted watching that movie for a long Doctor time. Doctor Satan. What? Which one? I resist uh, uh, Devil's Rejects. I remember I saw it in the theater with a bunch of people I worked with when I lived in Florida, and after it was over, everybody was like, "It was so fucking good," and I was like, "Eh." And I think what really bothered me the most was like. Okay, Rob Zombie, like, how many movies are you going to make where we have the classic rock song with the shootout or whatever? It's pretty scene? awesome, though. It is really awesome. It is. Just take it for what it is. I know. And I did I did a Bobby thing. I was overthinking it when I watched it. You know what pissed me off? There was a scene where they throw a knife into a chick's chest, and then the blood that came out was CGI, and that really turned me off. It really took me out of the movie. It's like, like to uh, say, Bobby. Wolverine's Claws and uh, Wolverine Origins. Yeah. He has, like, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit animation come out of his hands. <laughs> It really does look like I'm like you're straight up like holy shit, this movie's garbage, and that just made it shittier. Please, Eddie. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a that was a good treat of the news there. I mean, so we didn't really. So that was the news. We didn't come to a consensus on anything with it. No, we just disagreed like we always do, which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, what else? What are we, if we just sat here and and just stroked each other off by what we say and agree? We turn off the the recorder when we do that, people. We'd have nothing. We'd have nothing but we got nothing grunty man sounds. Yep, <laughs> wrestling with the holidays. <laughs> and now it's time for Adam's corner. Yeah, so uh, so uh, I had a little good time last night. I went and uh, I went and saw a couple bands live. I got to meet a couple of great musicianal performers. Okay, gentlemen by the name of Clownvis Presley. You ever heard of Clownvis? I have. I'm wearing a shirt right now. I paid money. I see that. I gave him money for a, for an enamel pin with the same picture and this T-shirt that has a picture of his face. He's a real hero of yours. He is. He really is. And you know, when I saw him live in person, I was kind of starstruck. Well, why don't you explain the premise of Clownvis Presley? Imagine Elvis Presley as a clown. That pretty much sums it up. <laughs> a dirty clown who tells dirty jokes. And you know what it was? It's the live show. Is like a comedy show. Like he sings songs that they're funny, but like in between, he's just cracking hilarious jokes and like stealing people's library cards. Well, I would shit. hope someone named Clownvis Presley would be pretty funny. He's funny. He was, he did magic tricks. He, he was actually doing magic. So tricks. he's a clown. He's a fucking clown. Now, does he do? I know he does. Like, if anyone wants to get a feel for Clownvis Presley, look up the YouTube video of him singing in the ghetto. Uh huh. In the ghetto. It's uh, yeah. To the, the lyrics of uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Exactly. It's amazing. Or also watch his video where he was on America Got Talent, and uh, they fucking shamed him. They told him he was horrible, and he was like super rude to them. Like he told Howie Mandel, he's like, "Yeah, man, you ain't done nothing since Little Monsters." <laughs> That's fucking great, right? That's pretty awesome. See, so, yeah, I got to hang out with him in Metalachi, which is a heavy metal mariachi band. All right. They were amazing. Now, do they do just original metal-sounding material, or nah. do they do covers? Okay, it is a cover band. I hate cover bands. I really fucking despise cover bands. But if they take it and they make it their own, which is what they did. Right. Like, this was the first band I've ever seen play Slayer. 
And I was like, okay, I respect you playing Slayer. All right, you can play Slayer. You can right. play Raining Blood with a goddamn violin and so a trumpet. So there's no drums or guitars or anything? No, there's a lot of guitars. There's a guitar. Of course, mariachi band. Of course, there's a fucking guitar. Is it like an acoustic? Guitar. Like one of those like uh, Bajo Sexto guitars? Or was I it don't like, know what the fuck that means. Is it, a, is it an electric guitar or not? It was like an acoustic guitar, but it was all electrified. I talked to the guitarist afterwards. I was like, I thought it was just an acoustic guitar, but you were fucking shredding on there. He's like, yeah, I put as much shit into it as I can. I was like, dude, y'all are badass. Interesting. And I told him, like, I had an idea when I was younger. I wanted to start a speed mariachi band, you know? And I and, and this was, like, as close to that as I've ever seen. And the, 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 the trumpet player looked like Gene Simmons, and he was doing all sorts of gyrations and shit. They took a girl on stage and gave her a lap dance. They had a beautiful, beautiful woman for a violinist who I... Um, I tried to hit on and creeped out um but it was a, <laughs> not surprising sounds about right listen people i have this thing beautiful girls in rock bands like when i see them on stage performing their art and just just rocking that i i immediately fall in love with them how many times a week would you say you fall in love with a gal i mean a day probably six or seven jesus it's a lot it sounds exhausting. It's exhausting. I get over it real quick because then I see another pretty girl, you know? Yeah, and what's interesting about that, I agree with you when you see... Because we're usually... Like, usually the bands you go see, just the way it is, like, are mostly males. Yeah. Right? Right. And I never really... Like, I guess I understand the groupy thing, but I never really understood it until I saw Hell's Bells, which is an all-girl, amazing ACDC cover band. Right. And then you're like, I'm in love with them. And um, the... Uh, the singer was doing the whole. I think she was more of a Brian Johnson vibe than a Bon Scott vibe. Mm-hmm. But either way, like she, they were all, they're all beautiful, right? right? Right, right. They're all very good looking and very talented ladies. And I was just in love with this singer. Mm-hmm. But um, I just remember like trying to make eyes at her the whole time she's up there, uh-huh. and uh, I'm trying to like make eye contact with her. She's like singing like it's a long way to the top to rock and roll or something. I'm like, oh my god, this woman. Yeah, like, yeah, baby. It is and a then long finally way to the top. she realizes because this is like a small bar, you know. She finally realizes that I'm like giving her the eyes. You're eye banging her. And she looks back at me and she gives me the devil horns. Uh-huh. And then she flips the devil's horses around and gave me the middle finger and then shook her head like no. <laughs> And that made me love her even more. <laughs> of course it did. It's like, you told me no. I love you so much. Yeah, no, see, my, my move is after they're they're done with their set and they're picking up their instruments, I will go up to them and then profess my love. And it, it really hasn't worked out well for me. I might need to rethink that. Yeah, I don't know if that would... Uh, I mean, yeah. sometimes they like uh, you to be up front, but I don't know if love is the best uh, approach. You know, it'd be, I guess it makes people feel kind of weird when I tell them I love maybe them. Try, uh, maybe try... Uh, you know, I really enjoyed your set. Right. Uh, would you like to grab a drink right now? Would did, did you need a drink? That's a good idea. Yeah. And there's no need to jump to the the love. The uh, L word. Don't use the L word no. right off the bat. All right. No. All right. That kind of it creeps people out. Exactly. I, but I do love them. I love them so much. I mean, I just saw them and I, I love their art and their performance and the the beauteousness. I mean, it's you know. I'm a very loving guy, Bobby. A very loving guy. So I was gonna go last night dressed as Baco the Breakfast Clown. But I had a long drive to get there, and then by the time I got there, Bill's like, come on, we got to go right now. And I'm like, God damn it, I was going to dress like a clown. And he's like, look at him. You don't want to steal the clown's thunder. Don't. Sound advice. It was sound advice. And I didn't dress like a clown, and I'm glad I didn't, because I look cool as shit anyways. And then I got to talk to Clownvis, and I told Clownvis, I'm like, hey, dude, I'm a clown in a band. You're a fucking hero. And he's like, yeah, man, that's cool. 
And I was like, I was not dress- breaking character. No, he did not break character at all. And that's I respect that like wholeheartedly. He mm-hmm. stayed as he stayed as a clown this whole damn time. He talked like clowns. It was fucking great. And I told him about Baco the Breakfast Clown. I was like, I was gonna come, but I didn't. He's like, Well, I guess that's good etiquette. I'm like, All right, man, cool. You might even call it a good uh, uh, breakfast etiquette. Breakfast is great. Breakfast said, I didn't creep out Clownvis. I didn't creep out the, the rest of the guys in Metalachi. All right, Metalachi was amazing. Um, they played Slayer. They played Orion by Metallica. I like how your gauge and like badge of honor and a successful night is like I didn't creep out as many people as as usual. No, it's I didn't creep out as many people in the band as usual. Right. Because my job and my goal is to go and network and make sure they know who the fuck I am and who Trump Card is. And believe me, Metalachi and Clownvis know who Adam is and who Trump Card is now. It's it was great. So yeah, I, I made buddies with them. Uh, the the lead singer of. Uh, of Metalachi, great guy named Vega. Um, we hung out for a bit. Did he have like a claw hand? Nah, he really should have. He had the long hair. He had the mask. No, he didn't have the mask either. I should have called him on that shit. Like, dude, you call yourself Vega. You better Street Fighter it up. But who am I? Who am Do I you realize judge? we recycle the same like six references in every single episode? Listen, we like Kurt Russell. We like Street Fighter. Okay? Like, fuck off. You know, deal with it. If you don't like Street Fighter, go fucking play it. And then you'll come back to me and say, hey, I like Street Fighter. Was that Adam's Corner? It was Adam's Corner. Yeah, that's pretty good, Adam's Corner. Yeah, it was I've Adam. heard better. I've heard worse, though. You know what, Bobby? Fuck you, huh? Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. So what did you do Last this night, week, I went Bobby? to see Last uh, night, I went to see The Disaster Artist, mm-hmm. the Tommy Wiseau movie based on the making of The Room. Yeah. Not, not Tommy Wiseau movie. James Franco directed and starred in and I believe helped write. Okay. The story of the making of the room. James Franco plays Tommy Wiseau. If anyone doesn't know by now, where you where you've been living under a rock? That movie's terrible. No, it is. Oh, it is. It's so bad. I'm a I'm an OG fan of that movie though. Look, <sighs> you watched it at a very sensitive time in your life, and I'd like to revisit it one day. That is fine. I, I'm an OG fan of the room. I am. You're such a fucking hipster, Bobby. I, I just I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> I saw the room back in like oh six. Oh I swear to God. So, so, I, so what? Yeah, you know. Does that mean like you're like I'm cool because I'm I not angry the room about before it. everybody else? I'm not angry it. about it. <laughs> I'm not so angry about the success and popularity of it. See, that's what makes me different. <laughs> then what? Like I saw Rolling. <laughs> then like, what? No, no. I saw a few years ago. I saw Rolling Stone. This is how I knew I was getting older. Uh-huh. I saw Rolling Stone, and you know that that gal from Australia, Lord, Lord A, Lord, Lord is L O R D. She's not popular anymore, is she? I don't think so. She had a minute. She had a minute. Good for you. But honey. she was on the cover of Rolling Stone wearing a yellow uh, Cramps T-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at it in, in line at like a farm, like at Walgreens or something. You know, you're not an OG Cramps fan because they were out before you were born. That's true. But either way, I'm looking at this uh, Rolling Stone with her on the front wearing a Cramps T-shirt. I'm going like. I should be angry right now about this, mm-hmm. but I'm, I just, I don't have the energy. I mean, like Kanye wear like Slayer t-shirts. Yeah, I don't have the energy to get mad about that. Right, like whatever. I have friends that are like, I'm Facebook friends with that are like old school rock and roller types. Yeah. Uh, here in Austin, and they're like, they'll post like, oh my God, can you believe One Direction co-opted the Ramones logo to make it, like, this is disgusting. I'm like, do you guys like, I gotta go to work. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why are we? Why are we angry about this? Your life's fucking awesome. If that's what you're like, a hardship in your life. That's what you had to is be being pissed about. off that One Direction co-opted the Ramones logo. You know what? I will like, tell who you. Who gives this. a shit? It's I, welcome to Earth. I, in the words of Will Smith, I saw a commercial a while back, 
And I guess it was a car commercial. It had this this cute CGI hamster running around, and it had Motorhead's Ace of Spades in the black. Who background. cares? I don't care. And I'm just like, really? I just I don't care. Who cares? I just saw the toy. Again. <laughs> this is episode. 15? 15. Of not... Not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Not for everyone. So that was the news. The news. Wait, we're back to the news? No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, hey, wait, is Jamie Lee going to be in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Wait a second. So they're going to do the whole... This is an actual sequel. You realize we've talked about like nine other things. Right. Since we talked about this. Hopping back to the <laughs> news. Back to the news. So so Jamie Lee's gonna be in it. Is it so they're just gonna like it's Okay. Like, so so Halloween H two O that had her in it. That one didn't happen now. What I, it's what I like to call a matured reboot. It's a retcon. Or that. Yeah, you know what a retcon is? Uh nope. So it happens in like comic books and stuff where like they'll do something and like there's this whole storyline that goes on. Perfect example: Magneto being the parent of Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Uh, so that, that originally Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch weren't his kids. That was never a thing until like twenty years after they existed, and they're like, "Well, let's make them Magneto's kids." And then, like another twenty years later, they they and that was a retcon, is what that was. And the twenty years later, they're like, "Well, you know, we don't want them to be the kids of Magneto anymore." So they just changed it again. Fucking comic books. Yeah, no, comic books are good, but they fucking, they're retcon in Halloween, and it's fine. I mean, I guess the one, no, it's not, yeah, it's totally not a reboot, because a reboot would be like the, the Rob Zombie thing. That was a reboot, because mm-hmm. it's like, we're just going to do the story again. And I actually like the whole beginning part with the kid of Michael Myers. It's fine. He was a psychopath. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, so they're, yeah, they're retconning it, and they're, and they're letting Kenny fucking Powers do it. I'm optimistic. You know, they remade um, fucking Suspiria. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> what? So, it goes back like, I, I, I don't care, but I care. Yeah, you care. I care, but you I'm care, also but like, I'm... I don't care enough to get angry because it's like, okay, I give up. It's Bitching about this has not changed it. It's not going to change it. Nope. It's not going to change anything. Um, uh-huh. So anything else you have to talk about, Bobby? Oh, I just want to mention um, Disaster Artist is very good. I had some issues with... Uh, James Franco's performance? No, Dave Franco. He's not a bad actor. It's not a bad performance, but it wasn't like... The only real complaint I have about it is it wasn't like... It didn't... He wasn't playing the guy Greg Sestero that wrote and starred in The Room, or wrote wrote The Disaster Artist and starred in The Room. So wait, this book is based on... A, wait, this movie's based on a book by the guy that was in that movie. Correct, which is an absolutely hilarious book. If you're a fan of B-movies or schlock movies or The Room or just reading in general... I definitely it's quick read it's an easy read it's funny as fuck you're the, really into that movie The Disaster Artist by Greg Sestero you're really into that movie played Mark in the room that movie had like a big impact on your life it really it? did <laughs> it really did that was the movie that the first time I saw it I realized that like you know what like I've seen I've seen the Citizen Canes and the fucking Godfathers and the and the Dr. Zhivago. He's seen it all, people. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen the classics. Right. And they're all great. Right. No, but, they're not all great. No, they're not. Well, you know, they're not all great. Um, but, you know, I try to stay pretty well-rounded in the standards, you know? Um, but something about bad movies, That's The Room was the one I realized where I was like, I kind of like shit. I kind of like shit. I like seeking out shit. I like finding. So that's what going through the treasure hunt of sh- of shit to try to find the gold shit. That's what turned you on to bad movies. It helped me. No, it helped me realize it. 
Wow. And you tell me you like bad movies more than me, and you've only my been watching them for my, 10 years? No, 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 no. My bad movie uh, affinity comes from USA Up All Night with Gilbert Godfrey. Yes, I fucking love that show. And USA Up All, all night. night, which, by the way, mm-hmm. was Bye. a television show late at night. Oh, yeah, if you people don't know at home, we'll tell you. Late at night. Hosted uh, kind of like a either a creature feature or a boner jam as they call them sometimes. Did they call them that? Boner jams are like uh, are like eighties like high schooly, let's get laid kind of movies. Oh yeah, yeah okay. or like bikini car wash. Yeah, type the shit. bikini car wash. I so remember that. It, one. it wasn't it wasn't just B movie or it wasn't just horror movies. It was B movies. It was horror movies. It was all different genres of that. One of which was what we watched tonight. Hell comes to Frogtown in the future. After the big war, there will come a time to rebuild and a need for a new and special kind of soldier. This man is carrying a loaded weapon. Prepare to meet the next great American hero. That's where you come in. Are you serious? His name is... Hell. Sam Hell. Never heard of you. We're going to Frogtown. And this is the adventure he's been waiting for. We're going to get him out, and then you're going to get him pregnant. And if anyone's got a chance in hell of rescuing the virgins from the evil clutches of Tony. It's a miracle. Right. Let's go. And escaping from Frogtown. It's Sam. Holy shit. Be there. For the action. <laughs> the adventure. Oh, Sam, what are you doing? And be there for the dance of the three snakes. Dance or die. We're all gonna die. When hell comes to Frogtown. Starring Rowdy Roddy Piper as Sam. What one weird dude. Sandal Bergman as Nurse Spangle. Wired to blow. Hell comes to Frogtown. Eat lamp, froggies. So directed by Schlock Maestro, Schlock Hero, Donald G. Jackson. And R.J. Kaiser. Wrote it, helped write it. Yeah, he was both. Oh, he did. You're right. He's a dual director. You're right. When there's a dual directing role, does that mean they brought somebody else in, or do they both get hired to do the job? It it depends. Like uh, Super Mario Brothers was both of those, that husband and wife team. And then if you watch a great documentary, uh, quick uh, suggestion, um, The Island of Dr. Monroe one. The Island of Dr. Monroe? Monroe. 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 Yeah. Monroe? Uh Monroe? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't remember what it's called, but just look up documentary on the on the Marlon Brando Val Kilmer shit show. He made the doc. Wait, he did what? He had something to do. There's with that? a doc. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, there's two different directors for that movie. Oh too. yeah, because they had to bring the second guy in. But anyway, um, Donald G. Jackson is known for he had he he had some marginal success with a movie called Rollerblade from 1986. Never heard of it. And uh, apparently the marginal success from this movie, which is, by the way, a 3.0 on IMDb. Um, Sounds good. Made, allowed the studio to give him money to make Hell Comes to Frogtown. Other notable movies of this gentleman. Uh, he's what I like to call uh, uh, the king of rollerblade exploitation. Yeah, good for him. So there's two sequels of Hell Comes to Frogtown, and then he's known for Rollerblade, and then 
some other B-movies called Rollerblade Warriors, Taken by Force, and there's the Rollerblade 7. There's Return of the Rollerblade 7. Oh. Um, there's Roller Gator, which Riff Tracks Roller did. Gator. Roller Gator is about a purple, tiny purple talking... Uh, uh, alligator? Alligator. On a, on a skateboard or is he roller skating? I, th- I don't I think so. You know, I was looking that up because I actually have that in my notes. Fucking Roller Gator? Because I Googled this guy. And you know who was in that movie? Charlie Sheen's brother. No, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Martin Sheen's yeah, brother. Um, um, what's his Joe name? Joe Estevez. Joe Estevez. Yeah. Joe Estevez. Man, who do you think? Who do you think has a, a better career? The, the lesser known Estevezes, uh-huh. or the lesser known uh, Baldwin's? Oh, that's a good question. You know what? I go Baldwin's. I go Baldwin's too. I think I have to go Baldwin's. Fucking usual suspects. Done. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, trumps yeah. it all. You know, fucking Biodome. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking but, about. But um, Donald G. Jackson directed a movie I'm going to seek out because it's probably my favorite title of any movie of all time called Lingerie Kickboxer. What? That's a movie? Yeah. What so this guy, we, like we were talking about earlier, this guy makes movies for things like USA's Up All Night, mm-hmm. just B-movies, total movies schlock. for guys who like movies. That's TBS. Yeah, same thing. And that's so. not what this is. But either way, <laughs> fuck TBS. Let's read the IMDb description of... The Rowdy Roddy Piper starring Hell Comes to Frogtown. After a nuclear war, the survivors are divided between horribly mutated beings who live on desolate reservations and fertile women who are searching for scarce, virile men in order to multiply and start a new human society. How the fuck did they get funding for this? I don't know, dude. This is a gr- This is a total... 80s schlock premise for a fucking movie. This is a gold standard for schlock. Um, it is absolutely insane. It has pretty pretty solid cult following, I would say. It's a fantastic fucking I've film. heard grumblings about it my whole life. I've probably seen bits and pieces of it. I watched it twice in the last 24 hours. Though. Yeah, yeah, that says something. I remember seeing it when I was younger, and then I had forgot it even existed, and then something came up, and I was like, holy shit, that is a movie. And I watched it a couple years ago, and it all came rushing back, and I was like, this is fucking great. The very first note that I took while watching this film is, this is the retarded cousin of a 60s Charlton Heston sci-fi movie. Yeah, that sounds about right. But there's all kinds of other, um, like, whether you want to call them homages or just straight-up rip-offs of other things. We have some elements of uh, Escape from New York, mm-hmm. Mad Max. Oh, yeah. Uh, all those genre films that we love. Like if the humongous was a toad. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's kind sure. Of, that's kind of in this movie. Um, so why don't you uh, break down a more detailed synopsis? Yes. Yeah, so the movie's about the future, okay? There was a nuclear warfare. They started dropping the bombs on everybody. And lots of people died. Now, uh, not only that, some people got turned into frogs or frogs got turned into people. I'm not really sure about that part of it, but it happened is people got sterile. So there's not many people that have the the spunk to make the babies. Oh, so this is just like children of men. Yeah, it's kind of like children. Children of men, they just they cut out the frogs and they made the same fucking movie. Is Michael Caine in this one? Yup. No, wait, was Michael Caine in that one? Yeah. Was he? That's a great movie. It was a good movie, but I don't remember Michael Caine. Anyways, back to it. So, uh... The world's been ravaged and devastated. It's like a wasteland, like imagine Mad Max with frogs. And, uh, and <laughs> it's so true, it's it, true. And so there's the government, and the government's job is to uh, help make sure babies are getting made. But there's not many guys that can shoot anything that aren't blanks. 
Now, Rowdy Roddy Piper, not only is he not shooting blanks... He's quite the Don Juan. He is, and he's got a loaded gun, so to speak. I mean, those shots are hitting when they hit. He can knock a couple chicks up if he needs to. So they find him. He's getting he's getting beaten and abused by a local sheriff whose daughter Rowdy Roddy Piper had seduced. And then the chick from Conan and some other, like, authoritative lady come in. They're like... You're coming with me, Sam Hell. And his name's Sam Hell. That's a great fucking name. Sam Hell. Um, This is quintessential sci-fi male fantasy. You have sexy, authoritative government women basically uh, begging for this guy. Yeah. In exchange for his freedom, correct? Yeah. Or like, more or less, something like that. He had to sign a contract. Some kind of contract about, you know. We got to work for the government in order for us to drop the charges yeah drop the charges here's the funny thing about that line they put a a robot cod piece on him that had explosives in it we'll get to that so if they wanted him to drop the charges eh like drop the uh, keep going so (laughs) these authoritative mostly sexy uh, government women are essentially begging for this man to venture out into the wasteland with them to find these Essentially, sex slaves that have been cap- you know, held captive by the by the frog people. There was a group of uh, of virile women that were they were fertile, and they were out, and the frogs stole them. They were fertile. They were fertile. And you know who else is fertile? Rowdy, Roddy, Piper. That's correct. Um, so they're they're simultaneously like stroking his ego while remaining in a dominant role, and in the in the best way you can serve your country is to go out and bang a bunch of people chicks and help procreate the human race to outnumber the frog people yeah i mean that's that's pretty much it i don't know how much more (laughs) you could pull on a man's primal heartstrings what you got you got authoritative women you know i do want that i do want like some hot uniform woman to boss me around and be Uh like i need you to bang me I want that. I want that. Kill the frogs. Bang. Demanding that you spread your seed throughout the land. Yeah, and also murder mutant frog people that aren't like us because of our whole, uh, you know, our, our society is it's just a natural state of human beings. We don't like things that are different. So they have an enemy to kill, which is the frog people. And you're a total Don Juan. Yep. Yep. He had great fashion sense, too. His outfit, mismatched boots, but he fucking rocked it. So you know how they say, like, you know... James Bond is like the ultimate male fantasy or like in Indiana Jones the ultimate male fantasy that's really? why those films are so successful is that what they say because they're like you know you know globe trotting adventurers you know good at killing people good at seducing women yeah that's true like those are all the things that those movies hit on that, that make it fairly appealing at least on some some conscious level mm-hmm. hell, hell Comes to Frogtown is right up there just in a lot a weirder angle when it comes to that oh that movie's amazing they venture out into the wasteland in the pink truck booyah and then they go into they go into Frogtown, because that's where all the ladies are. The ladies got stolen. They got taken to Frogtown, and the and the, the the Conan lady, the Conan lady that's the main foil not foil but the main like lady film lady. She, gotta cut that all out. The, the Conan lady who's like the main female character. Spangle. Yeah, Spangle. Like uh, her job is to keep him in a state of arousal. But not to allow him to. They, they basically they had to keep him in a state of blue balls, is what she's trying to do. Exactly. So and she has this seductive dance that's just terrible. Now, in order to maintain control over Roddy Roddy Piper's character, Sam Hell. Sam Hell. Um, 
you you kind of hinted at it earlier, but what exactly do they do to his uh, region? They put a cod piece on him. It's a robo cod piece, and there's explosives in it. So if he goes away from them, it's going to blow up if he tries to escape, I guess. Which really seems like... It seems counterproductive to to their their goals. Yeah, I had that written down too. I mean, the irony of all this is that he's he's forced to wear that exploding cod piece. Right. Um, they they say something about like, well, what am I supposed to do when it's time to like do the job? You know, there's a flap. Like, there's a flap. There's a fucking. All right. Flap. It goes off if he strays too far from his his uh, his blonde uh, uh, agent authority agent captor captor spangle. Mm-hmm. Played by Sandal Bergman. The chick from Conan. Yep. And and my thought is this. If this dude is is such a valuable Don Juan that's not sterile, that's that's uh, meant to repopulate the human race, right, I don't think right. you'd be wanting to like sending electrical shocks or like radiation into your into your ball sack. Yeah, I don't think they'd be trying to do that. I think they'd be like, let's not shock his nuts, because we need those. Right. That's just my suggestion. So, you know. There's some holes in this one. There's some, there's some holes in the plot, needless to say. But it's just such schlock. It's just such 1980s, like, cheesy action fucking... That's great, man. And you know what? I um, The what, one-liners. God damn the one There's one-liners. one-liners in this, and it's... I don't know. They're, they're pretty good. Dude, Piper's one-liners were on fucking point. Yeah, and only Piper could pull those off. No, only Piper could pull them off. Like, dude, he's a better leading man than Joe Piscopo. Easily. Oh, I agree. Better leading man than Treat Williams, even. Ugh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, totally. Treat Williams is great in a... In a he was a, just a normal dude in that movie. Right. He's, he's great in, like, a supportive role, but, like, for a star of a movie, there really should have been a lot more Piper movies. Right. Um, and what's kind of... Uh, Conflicting around like this. This came out in what eighty eight, which by the way we do a lot of films on eighty eight. It was a good year. Good it was vintage. a great year. Yeah. Um, this was at a time you're coming off the crest of the you know the AIDS epidemic. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. you know, safe sex is highly being publicized. Right. Um, the powers that be were trying to like denormalize pulling out and normalizing things like condoms. Right. And then in this film, he's in the clinic, and you see like a sign that says like no, it's like condoms. the Ghostbusters slash, and it says like <laughs> condoms. <laughs> Um, uh, so, good. so for a seemingly, you know, misogynistic film, there's a lot of strong female characters. Yeah. Um, there were no damsels. I mean, there were some damsels. And they kind of almost dipped their toe into like, you know, gender roles in a, in a dystopian society. Oh, but Jesus. Fuck. It's Bobby. true. It's true. Go watch it. Oh, God damn it. But anyway, I'm going to make a movie someday and you're going to try to read into it. And all it's going to be about is violence and tits. And then you're going to be like, well, I saw that there was deep philosophy. No, dude, violence and tits. Sometimes those can come out un- unintentionally, though. <laughs> I like when they come out unintentionally. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, sometimes those themes can come out on, you know, a, uh, what do they call it? The uh, collective unconscious level. Oh, Jesus. But, Tell um, me more. Tell me more. There is one uncomfortable scene in which they uh, find a captive uh, comatose woman <laughs> and, 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 and shoot her up with hormones at the campsite and say... Hey, Rowdy, why don't you get after it? we got to knock this one up. He's like, I kind of like to know her first, at least. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like how he's not a total uh, shitbag when it comes to that. Yeah, no, no, he was like a he But was then a he eventually guy. does actually have sex with her. No, here's what's hilarious, right? When they come across her, they're, they're running her down in the desert. They have their cars and the headlights. She's just running. They had motion sensors, apparently. I don't fucking know. So anyways, they, they come across her in the desert, and she, like, can't talk. She's just, like, grunting and feral. 
and then they inject my favorite kind of women. Yeah, and then they like inject some kind of like super sexy rehypnol in her or something, where she like gets all like sexy like, and she's just laying on the ground, just like rolling around all horny. I like to go Smirnoff ice. <laughs> exactly. So they gave her a couple Smirnoff ices, and she's on the ground, and then like, okay, so he does the deed, right? Now apparently he cleaned her up too, like he washed the dirt off of her. And they didn't. It was during the night because because Conan chicks like, well, did you clean her off to her super hot subordinate? And she's like, it wasn't me. And it was it was Rowdy Roddy Piper who cleaned the dirt off the girl before and or after the lovemaking process. Now the best thing about this right is the next day that chick is like sane. She's just a normal human being. She's like a happy, grateful person. It's fucked up, dude. So basically, she's like a feral woman until she gets the Piper D, and then she's like, I'm normal now. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's not. You can't rationalize this to like give it the benefit of the doubt. Like, this is a really fucked up scene. Not, you can't ignore it. Looks like Jesus Christ. Listen, in their society, things are different. Okay, that doesn't make it okay. She was grateful. <laughs> she didn't gives the wrong impression to, to young what? boys that no, were watching this it's in 1988. A fucking movie, dude. Like, who cares? If a movie gives the wrong fucking impression. Some of our favorite so movies one, have psychopathic killers. There shouldn't be psychopathic killers because we're giving the wrong impression. No. No, it's, a, no, it's about the, the hero is portrayed that way, though. Yeah. Well, That's the difference. He was better than fucking Jim Belushi. Okay. Red Heat. Can we not talk about Red Heat? All right. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So after the creepy, like, uh, arguably very much, actually not even, like, the rape scene. It was not a rape scene. What happens after that? Um, so then the, the lady, she gives them the directions to where they need to go because obviously she's sane because of Ruddy Piper's super semen. And then they go, <laughs> and so uh, so the Conan chick's like, well, I'm going to dress like your prisoner and you're going to take me in there. And so she dresses up in prison outfit and some sexy lingerie. And then Piper grabs her all forcefully and is yanking her around by the chains. Like, you don't like somebody pulling your strings like a puppet, do you, lady? There was a lot of tension between these two. Mm-hmm. There's a you lot of sexual sexual tension. There was you no know, the great scene in the desert where she was trying to get them all aroused, right? Like I was saying, she's trying to give them blue balls. So she does this seductive dance for him, and it was terrible. Her seductive dance was awful. Mm-hmm. And and then like Piper's like, I'm not feeling it. And then the other girl, we forgot to mention Sentinella, who was beautiful. The girl who played the guy, the chick with the machine gun, right? The subordinate to Conan chick, and she just tried to jump his bones. And then the Conan chick wouldn't allow it. He had to save his seed for the the fertile plains. Um, <laughs> so they go to Frogtown, right? They break in, save his seed for the fertile plains. <laughs> exactly. So they go to Frogtown, and like, uh, so she's the prisoner, and Rowdy Piper walks her in, and then they go to a bar. There's a frog bar, and then there's the frog-faced dancing girl. Yes. There's only one female in Frogtown. One female frog woman. And she was actually played by. I was doing some. Research. I looked her up. She's a very cute Dude, girl. No, Christy Summers. She was in uh, uh, Hard Bodies, which is a really funny. Uh, not funny, but it's a cheesy eighties USA like, up all night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, she was a lead in Girls Just Want to Have Fun, which is a fun little eighties uh, weird movie. Yeah, so seen on USA um, up all night. She was in Rumblefish. She was in Tomboy. A lot of like eighties. Uh, oh, Return to Horror High. Right. Um, but yeah, like uh, they really uglied her up for this but, movie. But what's interesting is like, why didn't they get just get someone that's not attractive to play this? Because role? she had, you know, they wanted to have somebody who could portray and understand what it's like to be an attractive person 
even though she was dressed as a frog. Maybe that's it. Well, now, what do you think about the costumes and and how everything looked as far as uh, uh, makeup and all that stuff? It looked ridiculous. It looked fucking ridiculous, and I loved it. Yes. I mean, like, you know, I bitch about monsters looking dumb. These things look kind of dumb, but it was fucking hilarious. I mean, it was it was great for what it was we were watching. Right. I mean, you're you're not expecting anything uh, that looks fantastic from right. a movie that says that's called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Hell comes, to, and you know the movie that's a, that's like literally what happens in the movie. Sam Hell goes to Frogtown. Yep. Hell comes to Frogtown. It's a play on words. It's a play on words, people. It's it's. Can you read into that, Bobby? Was there some deep philosophical meaning? No, it was just marketing. <laughs> Good job, marketing guys, for Hell Comes to Frogtown. The most talented of the whole crew. And so there's this crazy frog named Bull. It Bullfrog, right? Oh, that's also a play on words. That guy was crazy. The guy who played him was a pretty legit dude. We've seen him and stuff. He's in a bunch of shit. Naked Gun. He Dark, Man, Dark Man. Swamp Thing. And and he was just had this frog face on the whole time, and he had one eye. Nicholas Worth. And he was trying to... He, he captures Roddy Piper, and he's trying to cut the codpiece off with a chainsaw. Oh man, this there's so many great beats in this movie. Rory Calhoun. And that's what I'm gonna say. So, not for everyone regular, not regular, but favorite, favorite of ours. Rory Calhoun from Motel Hell shows yeah, up. Yeah, he's Farmer Vincent, and he's phoning it in. I think. Oh God, yes, he's phoning. He it does in. not. He doesn't care. He didn't give a shit. He's old, really old at this point. His name was Looney in the movie. It's it's really um, well. That's the thing is like this movie. I will give it credit for this. Is like the dialogue is pretty cliche and terrible. It's not cringingly bad. Right. But it's not good. Um, but the actors all like deliver it very well. Like for for a wrestler, like Rowdy Roddy Piper is like he can deliver some actor. fucking lines. He's not a hell of an actor. He's a hell of an actor. They're not going to cast him in fucking uh, 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 scent of a woman, right? But but for what it is, yeah, because he's dead now. Yeah, that's true. God bless. And scent of a woman was already made. Exactly. Um, but that's but, not going to happen. But for a wrestler, like he can deliver some fucking lines. He he gives his one liners with confidence. It's believable that they're coming out of that guy's right. mouth. I mean, like, they live, right? If anybody was going to say, I came here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm it's all out of bubblegum. It's a terrible line. But he fucking nails oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it's great. It's great coming out of Roddy Roddy. Because it's believable coming out of Roddy Roddy Piper's mouth, you know? Fucking great, dude. Yeah, you, I will say this. If that line was used, even if, like, Schwarzenegger or a Stallone yeah. said that, It'd be, be like, cheesy. Fuck you and fuck this movie. Right, exactly. But coming out of Rowdy Piper's yeah. mouth, it's like, yep, I buy that. Yep, exactly. I'd buy that for a dollar. Those are, those are. I got it. Robocop. Yeah, you get it. There's a Robocop reference. Yeah. So people, listen. Hell comes to Frogtown. There's a scene when when Spangle, the Conan broad, she gets uh, captured and goes to the harem of Toady. Toady. Fucking name was Toady, so uh, he's the main bad frog, and uh, he <laughs> super takes, creative. And he takes him to the harem, and there's a harem. I guess he's got a thing for human women, and apparently uh, he goes to the, and he, he finds all the fertile women, and they're like dressed in really skimpy outfits where you can see their boobs through their shirts, which is great. And they're doing some like seductive thing to her to get her all worked up, mm-hmm. and they're like, perhaps you can survive the dance of the three snakes. One of the most notable parts of this movie. <laughs> the dance of the three snakes. So they get Conan chick all, all worked up, all hot and bothered to go out there and, uh, and dance. Can I cut in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking y- y- you're involved in burlesque. Uh-huh. You should dress up like a big dirty frog man and have a burlesque girl do a scene from Hell Comes to Frog. Dude, that's a good idea. Yeah. Dance of the three snakes. So why is it called the dance of the three snakes? Well, here's why. Because apparently... Commander Toady has a three-pronged snake-like penis. Yep. It shows it moving under his 
his loincloth. Yep. And, and he's like, you have aroused the three snakes. It's so weird, dude. It's so fucking The whole weird. time I was just like, this should not exist at all. <laughs> but I'm really glad that it does. Yeah. yeah. But then it made me think of like, do frogs have three dicks? Like, what is that about? I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Hey, if any any uh, biologists out there, any frogologists uh, listening around the world, tell us. Do frogs have three dicks? I'm a professional herpetologist. <laughs> yeah. Any use? Crikey. <laughs> Got stung by a stingray in the heart. <laughs> I really liked that guy. And then he got killed by a stingray. His son is filling those shoes. What, getting killed by stingrays? No, no, no. Anyway. Um, I want to talk about a certain scene in this movie. After um, uh, Spangle, his escort, gets kidnapped. The Conan chick. The Conan chick gets kidnapped. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper's on his way to rescue me. At this point, he's kind of partnered up with the frog lady. Um, what was her name? Uh, As Asparilla. Asparilla. It's something that rhymed with that. It all sounds like... Uh, Look, you're looking at it right now. Arabella. Arabella. Jesus. Jesus Christ. That's not a frog pun. Anyway, rumor of rumor of Rowdy Roddy Piper has even reached Frogtown as yeah. far as his uh, Casanova abilities. Yeah. Word travels fast in Frogtown. And apparently frogs like to fuck uh, humans. humans. Remind me of that, that, that scene in a, in a less superior movie, uh, District 9. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, was there a sex scene with them? There was implication of like, of like it'll be like, oh, like yeah, they were... inner species erotica or something. Yeah, I remember they talked about they were prostitutes, prawn prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. Prostitutes. But anyway. Um, I do love District 9. Christy Summers, Arabella, uh-huh. um, wants to... Have a have a go, <laughs> with Piper. have a go at Rowdy Rowdy Piper because she knows his reputation. And you gotta understand, this woman is like a frog lady. She's a frog lady. She looks like a frog lady. She's got a hot body, but her face is a frog. Well, that's what I was gonna ask you because let's get weird for a minute. Yeah. How many beers? Would I? You don't even take a beer to fuck the frog lady. I mean, <laughs> what did Piper do? He handed her a burlap sack. It was like put this over your head and he's like it's a weird kink that i have <laughs> i want everyone to look this woman up the woman from hell comes to frog down the frog lady uh-huh. and, and just know that that adam just said he would be able to perform sober voluntarily i mean i'm never really sober bobby that's no excuse <laughs> i'm i'm like kind of appalled that we ventured into this territory hey look i got interesting tastes okay there's a lot of okay. weird stuff on those websites out there you yeah know? and if i was to see a hot frog lady in person i mean granted interspecies she's probably not gonna be that hot but hey and i'm to be honest i'm kind of glad i didn't see this in my formative years um as much as you I might have a frog have. fetish i might have a weird frog thing yeah. or like just like there's there's some. <laughs> she is kind of hot in like a Chitara kind of way, right? I mean, look, Chitara was hot. And they drew Chitara to, was actually they drew hot. her to be. She hot. just had like like cat spots. Well, and, when they first show Arabella in this film, it's a slow camera pan from the bottom up, from the brilliant feet choice. Up. Yeah, and her legs look sexy, and her her torso looks sexy, and then wham, there's her face, and she's got a frog face. Right, you know. And then <laughs> it, she looks like Hillary Clinton's actual form. Because <laughs> she's a reptilian. Yes. <laughs> no, these but are amphibians. With, but with a slamming body. These are <laughs> and no pantsuits. These are amphibians. She's kind of wearing a pantsuit. Arabella. So I guess if she anything loved- can be taken away from uh, mm-hmm. from this so far is that uh, Adam has no reservations about having sexual intercourse with a green faced frog-faced lady i mean if it's a female right look 
anthropomorphic female, okay? Listen, <laughs> Star Trek, right? Captain Kirk. Everybody loves Star Trek. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but it's all right. Star Trek. Captain Kirk, he just goes around space and just sleeps with every weird alien species that he can. I know what you're saying right now, but it's not the same thing. It's totally the same thing. No, because if Captain- Kirk came across a hot frog woman with a hot... Okay, a frog woman with a smoking body... Kirk would do no, dude. Yeah, he would. This this woman looks like the 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 green uh, lizard thing from Star Trek that Kirk fights in the desert. Hey, you know what's funny? Speaking of that, at the end, I really thought there was a reference. Yeah, there to totally it. was. And it, what I'm saying is, once once Kirk killed that reptile guy there, he went and banged the reptile guy's wife. He That's de- all I'm saying. He developed a uh, fetish. He didn't need, dude. He had an alien fetish. Like the reason no, I always those thought are that like hot purple and green chicks. Though. I think the reason that they're all just these like hot girls that are painted a color that doesn't make it like that's not the same as like a frog faced woman. Dude. The woman literally her face looks like a humanoid frog. He would do it. I don't think so. Star Lord would do it. You know, yeah, Bobby. I mean, like you're, you're being. This is kind of bigoted of you. You're being <laughs> species. Yeah, you're being a speciesist. Like, come on, you know. Um, talk girls a little just bit want to have fun, even frog girls. So, what was the point of Rory Calhoun's character, Looney Tunes? He was like the the mentor of Rowdy Piper that just happened to be there, and they were digging for uranium. And they thought he was dead. He thought he was dead. He thought he was dead for a long time, but he wasn't dead. He was there. He was there just to be like that father figure that you need in these action movies. Sometimes mm-hmm. he was great. It was Rory Calhoun. Fuck. So after the uh, creepy uh, dance of the three snakes. I want to say what happened. The, guy, the the frog king or whatever. Uh, uh, Toady. Bull or Toady. Toady. Bull was the was the right hand. Tries hand. to start making a move on uh, on old uh, Spangle. Yeah, and that's when the, the dance of the three snakes happens. And Spangle starts doing this dance, and it was just terrible. I mean, it was worse than her dance earlier in the movie. And you know what it was, too? I was watching it, and I remember it from the last time I saw it, too. Her outfit looked atrocious. She had these fuzzy things on her feet. And if she didn't have the fuzzy balls on her shoes, like... It might have been kind of sexy, but it just really killed the vibe. Dude, you just said you would have sex with a frog lady, and now you're criticizing the lady's uh, uh, footwear. Yeah, I mean, listen, if the frog lady a real lady, if the frog lady was wearing fuzzy shoe things, it might just turn me off. I don't know. (laughs) I've never been in the moment. I don't know. All I'm saying is that dance of the three snakes. It was. uh, It was something else. This is all just locker room talk. So, anyways, uh, yeah, they they escape. the The frog warriors are really inept. They don't shoot their guns; they just get shot at. And then they escape. And then the whole end of the movie is like this Mad Max Fury Road style chase. Scene. There are a lot of parallels with this movie and Fury Road. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, not in the sense of quality or <laughs> stuntmanship or cinematography, any of that, or no. dialogue. No. But we have like a harem of women that we're transporting across the desert. Right. Rescuing more or less. Right. And strong female leads. Right. That one woman uh, uh, with the machine gun. Sentinella. Yes. Sentinella was basically Sharon Stone in Fury Road. Sharon Stone wasn't in Fury Road. Or fucking Charlize Theron. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. No. You're. you're, You know, uh, um, Kim Basinger in Fury Road. Yeah. She was totally Michelle Pfeiffer in Fury Road. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, uh... You know, she was totally 
Andy McDowell in, in Fury Road. <laughs> I could see that. So yeah, there there was. I mean, I think that like George Miller watched Hell Comes to Frogtown a lot. I guarantee it. Before he did Fury Road, yeah. He, he was like, hey, um, I don't really want to make a... We don't have to like really write a story. We have to like have badass stunts and some stars stars in it. He's like, hey, have you all ever seen uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown? No one's seen Hell Comes to Frogtown. Let's do the last 20 minutes of that. Exactly. This is make it two hours. I think we're on to something. They nailed it. Nailed it. Now, what do you like better? Uh-huh. How it comes to Frogtown or Mad Max Fury Road? <laughs> I love them both for different reasons. Uh, okay. For different reasons. I'm going to have to go with Mad Max on that one. Um, but no, but they didn't have the hot frog chick. You know, now I'm like... <laughs> that was a, uh, a disadvantage of that movie. <laughs> if, if, Hell, if Fury Road had a hot frog chick, it would have had everything. But he couldn't do that because he couldn't blatantly steal... Right, idea. we would have really been onto it by, the, right, by that point. Right, everybody would have been on. I wish George Miller then. would just remake Hell, Hell Comes to Frogtown. Dude, that'd be great. Cast Tom Hardy as Sam Hell. Why the fuck not? No, he's already Mad Max, though. So? So? It should be like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Is he still around? Yeah, sure. He, he has still, a podcast. Does he? Does he have mm-hmm. any movies? Does Stone Cold have any movies? I don't know. I don't know. Walking Tall, was he in that? No, that was The Rock. Oh shit! It's all The Rock, dude. He's got to have some movies. He was the, huge. He he has a few movies, I'm sure. They're probably terrible. Tell you, man, Triple H bus driver movie. We should watch them. The Substitute or whatever it's called. No, that's Jim Belushi. <laughs> Leave the fucking Belushi's out of this. So yeah, and then the last thing in the movie, there's when the when the, it goes to the Mad Max chase, like it does this big like slow reveal of the the truck that the Toads have, and it looks all cool and it's got a cannon on it, but it's only showing bits and pieces of it at a time. Like, does it look cool? No, it doesn't. Here's my point. But the setup for it, like they show a tire and it's a huge tire, and they slowly show the cannon on the front of it, and you see Toads jumping on and grabbing arm bars, and then when it shows the fucking car, it was like a. Like a fucking like seventy two Pinto. They put a fucking like a, a piece of metal on the front of it and a, a big round tube that's supposed to. Be, it was terrible. It was stupid looking. What do you think the budget was for this? Oh shit, I don't know. I don't know what it would be in eighteen eighty eight money. Eighteen eighty eight. Eighteen eighty eight money. Like thirty two fucking handkerchiefs. Like I don't know how they even make money in in eighteen eighty eight. Yeah, man. Um, I don't have any info on it, but I bet it wasn't much. I bet. I bet this people. I bet this movie. If you like the kind of movies that we like, you fucking love this movie. So yeah, I, I would I would describe this as like schlock perfection. I mean, this is like I said, the gold standard. This is a B movie cast. This is scantily clad ladies. Mm-hmm. This is dystopian wasteland. Yep. This is a wrestler for a protagonist. Uh-huh. These are weird costumes and monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, cheap fog machine effects. Was it? Um, Uncomfortable sexual situations. (laughs) A frog man with a chainsaw. Um, Bad dialogue that's delivered pretty well. Three-pronged dick. A three-pronged frog dick underneath a cloak. He kind of looked like Boss Nass. Who's Boss Nass? From fucking fucking Gungan City or whatever. Molly Hatchet? No, episode one, the oh, Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, he did dudes. look like Boss Nass. Remind me of Boss Nass. Only George Lucas watched this movie too. Oh my! God. Every every movie now is is a product of Hell Comes. Fucking Frog Hell Town. Comes to Frogtown was a very influential. Hey, film. film students, write a thesis on that. Write a thesis on that, college boys and girls. Um, we have quite a few WTF moments. Uh-huh. It's entertaining, but. It's really fucking stupid. It's stupid and it's a lot of fun. People. You might even say it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Listen, that one, I would definitely give that like, 
nine and a half frogs on a scale of, of, of like eight frogs flattened in the road. Hey, uh, Adam, ask me if I like this movie. Did you like this movie, Bobby? Totally. Totally. Ah, I get it. My kid's going to love that joke. I'm going to tell him that joke. I've been waiting all episode. Really? Have you? Did you come up with that this morning or when you watched it yesterday? Like four days ago. Wow. Before you even watched the movie. And if I didn't like it, I'd be like, ask me if I like the movie. Did you like the movie? No. (laughs) But I totally did. Oh, there you go. That's good. Use it again. Use it again. Um, so that was Hell Comes to Frogtown. I would, uh, it's not for everyone, but I would definitely recommend it if you like, if you're listening to our show and you like this dumb shit. Watch this shit. And watch this. It's going to be a painful rest of the month, I know, because like I said, this is, it's all downhill. It's from all here. downhill. This, we're starting off with a, with a real hit and then it's all going to real shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. That's what we know of. I mean, a couple of these movies I haven't seen that we're going to watch that we're not going to tell them what they are, but yeah. Yeah, it can be uh because it's December, which means that we are wrestling with the holidays. Oh yeah. Mhm. Um but yeah, this uh I got nothing really as far as plugs go. Follow it, us on Instagram. Yeah, on Instagram and not for everyone podcast. Not for everyone podcast to find your daily Kurt Russell. Hashtag daily Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's on there every single fucking day. Um you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Pinball Bobby. You can follow Adam on Instagram at VonArn13. Hey, and do, do me a favor, guys. Um, check out uh, our friends from across the sea. Across the pond. Um, welcome to Horror. Yeah, listen to Which them. are far more, um, I guess, quite a bit more sophisticated, but I can't figure out if that's the of accent or not. Of course they're sophisticated. They're, they're British. Yeah. One of them's named Adam. One of them's named Adam and Lee, and uh, Chris, I believe, is the other the other gentleman. Oh, they get it. It's a threefer? Yeah. The it's whole, a threesome? So the whole premise is um, they're introducing their friend to horror movies. Oh. It's pretty good. It's very good. We need a friend, Bobby. It's uh, it's it's more... Uh, Do we have any of those? They dive in a, a bit deeper on a on a more uh, intellectual level, I would say. Oh, yeah. See, I'm, I put the kibosh on all that shit. <laughs> you right. try to get intellectual with them, like, fuck you. But Was j- there blood and tits? I had to give a shout out to them. And, and, and um, a couple of the movies we're watching in, in January are going to be uh, suggestions from Lee. Um... Do you have anything else, Adam? You know, I used to love pro wrestling. I was a huge fan when I was a kid. And then it all kind of went to shit. Went to shit, you know. Junkyard Dog died. Bruce the Barber Beefcake's career went to hell. Whatever happened to Bruce the Barber Beefcake? Hey, he was in that terrible Hogan movie we watched that time, right? Yeah, he was one of the guys. And then anyways, the NWO came out and wrestling was rejuvenated. And then since then, it's just slowly gone back to shit. I mean, sure, there was a rock. Surfing Kurt Russell's hair. Yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe cut that part out. (laughs) That was pretty bad.